What's up, party people? On this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, we talk about all the wild stuff that's been happening through the first two weeks of the NFL, about the stars of the first two weeks of the, of the NFL games, and we're going to see if that's going to continue, if that's the real deal, or if it's nothing to be too excited about. And also, we're going to uh, talk about the hot waiver wire picks and who's waiver wire worthy, all that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. What's up, Party People? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic, exciting episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here with my co-host, live and direct, with much respect, Alex Marchetti. What's up, BFAs? Party people, what's the deal? Marchetti, week two is in the books. Week two is in the books. It feels like fantasy football is almost going to end. It's like getting sad. Like it goes by and so quick. And I'm already sad. Because like even fantasy wise, like it's only more or less about like 15 weeks. Like we only have about like, uh, what, 12 weeks in the regular season for the most part. So there's only 10 weeks left. That's a way to put a damper into this whole We're situation. Almost, this is the last this is week two, bro. Come on. Just come on. Let's fantasy just live, football wise. Live it. If you're like right now you're that person that's at that party, right? And everyone's having a great time. And it's like, yo, it's gonna be over. This so, week is gonna be over in three days. Meanwhile, it's it's like the kickoff party. And you're already thinking about it being over in three days. So it's like in the movie Inside Out, I'm sadness. Yeah, you're sadness. It's okay to be sad sometimes. Come on, man. It's week two. We it's just started. <laughs> we just started, man. We uh, just started. Yes, the episode we just started. Uh, once again, party people, as always, follow us at BFB Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. I always get a couple of hits every week uh, from people about start and sit questions. Uh, I will respond to it as fast as I possibly can. I know to some people, I, I couldn't respond. I was at the Giants game last week. Uh, that was fun to watch. Uh, which even though I had great seats, so it actually was fun to watch. I had a great time. My little tradition with my wife, we go to every single home opener every year for the Giants game. Um, and yeah, and uh, I hope you guys played Overlay DFS last week. Hope you guys got a chance to play it. If you haven't heard about Overlay DFS, it is an exciting, revolutionary new start, start, sit game for fantasy sports you know these are for the people as you said if you're tired of losing on FanDuel and on DraftKings to these sharks that over have over 100 lineups in each contest this is the game for you whether you're brand new to fantasy sports or even if you want to make a quick bet with somebody like I'll bet you that you know um like, you know, like Adam Thielen is going to have more than uh, than Stefan Diggs in, in one kind of matchup. You know what I mean? Like, that's like the kind of games that you want to, you know, this is what you want to play with overlay DFS. Uh, it's very simple. You just go in there and then you pick uh, who do you want to start? Deshaun Watson or Cam Newton? I would start Deshaun Watson. Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going away from Cam Newton far, 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 far away. What about Teddy Bridgewater versus Mason Rudolph? Ooh, that's a good one. See, this is why you got to go to Overlay DFS. That's a good one. I would say, who are they playing? I don't even remember. Who are they playing? Uh, so Teddy Bridgewater is playing Seattle Seahawks. Mason Rudolph is going to go against the San Francisco 49ers. Teddy Bridgewater. I go Teddy Bridgewater there, even though I do believe in Mason Rudolph. We'll get into that in a little bit. We'll talk about all that big news. Uh, but, yeah, there's a couple of great matches that you go always check out there, like who's going to have more between Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook having an amazing year. Who do you think is going to have more there? Uh, I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook, man. Dalvin Cook? Against the Raiders, yeah. Yeah. No, so that, I mean, like it's stuff like that. You, it's it's literally that easy. Check out Overlay DFS; they're fantastic over there, and it's a fun way to play. You just pick who's going to have more 
fantasy points. That's it. If you finish in the top 10% uh, percent of the field, you will win nine times your buy-in. If you go a perfect 12-0 and 0 and win the progressive bonus, of, you will win the progressive bonus of over $25,000. All right. Um, they got buy-ins of all levels. If nobody hits the perfect 12 and 0 record, then the progressive bonus keeps growing and rolling over. It's like the super contest, but for DFS, don't get shut out. Visit www.overlaydfs.com today. Um, yeah, sign up there. It's, it's fun. It's, it, you know, it's a really easy, cool way to play. So, uh, I, I, I did a reverse this week. Last week, I know I lost all my ESPN leagues, and I won my other ones being a Yahoo League and a Sleeper League, which is where we hold our Dynasty app, our Dynasty League on, the Sleeper app. This week, I lost the Yahoo and Sleeper one, and I won all my ESPN leagues. So the Matthew Berry jinx is over. Or it's just, you know, maybe balanced well, because now I'm, I'm one and one <laughs> totally. Oh, that's good. I lost uh, in our league, uh, the FYPM league, uh, I lost to the Special Juan. The special Juan. Yep, yep, yeah. But I won my other league, so yep. So yeah. No. Oh, but and my rookie league, I lost too. So yes, yeah, so I'm three and two. Is Mason Rudolph considered a rookie because it's his first year playing? Even though he's a sophomore, he's a sophomore. No, year? he's not a rookie. So he wouldn't be considered like somebody in the rookie no. league, even though it's his first time playing. No, he's not considered a rookie. Okay, I'm saying I don't know if in the rookie league he's a second year pro. Okay. Um, so anyways, let's get right into it to talk about the big news. Uh, the quarterback is going down. It's crazy. If you think about it, 15% of the league this week is going to be without their starting quarterbacks, including like the giants, the Colts with Andrew Luck retiring now with, uh, you know, Nick Foles going down with big Ben with, you know, Drew Brees, 15% of the league is losing their starting quarterback. That's kind Andrew, of cr- Andrew Luck retiring. That's, that's what I said. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Just said it. Yeah. I can't believe it still. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so, uh, you know, just, I mean, just we're, we're going to want to talk about that more when we talk about waiver wire worthy, but who do you think is better off, though, in general? Who's safer, the Saints with Teddy Bridgewater or the Steelers with Mason Rudolph? Now, granted, Teddy Bridgewater is only going to be there for a period of time. Mason Rudolph is going to be there for the rest of the season. Who do you feel is going to be safer? I'm... I'm more leaning towards Teddy Bridgewater because at least he was a starter in the NFL for the Minnesota Vikings before he had that dreadful, horrific uh, injury that a lot of uh, players, uh, you know, you know, could you know they they were practically throwing up when they saw that, you know. So Teddy Bridgewater, he's a pro, he's a veteran, you know, he's been he's been uh, playing for this team already for you know more than a year. And, uh, yeah, I, I'll go with him. He knows the system already. Mason Rudolph is unproven. You know, like we said, he's he's a second-year pro right now. So he's going to see schemes. He's going to see the speed of the NFL that is much more faster than it, was, it is in, in college. So, yeah, give me Teddy Bridgewater. Here. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was a big fan of Mason Rudolph also in the draft. I was hoping the Giants kind of grabbed him uh, to, to get him to play. I think uh, we that's the year we took Will Hernandez instead, which we needed more at the time, so I'm okay with it. But I was a big fan of Mason Rudolph. I thought he was really, really good in college. I thought he was like one of those really big sleeper quarterbacks that could do better than you know where he's projected to go when, when he went into the second round, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But I like Mason Rudolph a lot. Um, he went in the third round. He went in the third round. Okay. Yeah. Even more so. Like, I, I I, thought he was like a – in that draft, I was wondering where he was going to go because I thought he had a lot of talent made of Mason Rudolph. I thought he was way overlooked. And listen, you know, Gardner Minshew right now doesn't look all that bad. He's looking good, man. He's looking really good. That guy, he's, he's quickly rising to be one of my favorites. If you, you saw, if you, if you, I posted on our BFV podcast on Instagram where him just like sending this kid's basketball shot, this little kid, just sent it flying, loving it, laughing all about <laughs> it. And he talked about his mustache, and he was like, well, my mustache is in control now. I kind of just follow it, and whatever it goes, it leads me to do. <laughs> and did you hear about what, and, you know, he has like this crazy amount of chest hair. Like, did you hear about what he does in uh how he warms up in the game, how he does his stretches. No. He does his stretches in the locker room in just his jock strap. <laughs> you can imagine a man that looks like Uncle Rico, Ray Finkel, with just a crazy amount of chest hair and that stash and do his stretching in just the jock strap. Oh, that's in funny. the locker room. For uh, all his teammates to see. Uh yeah, he seems like a guy that you 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 have fun playing with and it's Whoa. great. Whoa. <laughs> it's a great, great teammate, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Jesus, 
is that's hilarious. Got some 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 swag on him like that. Um, I don't never I never use that word properly. Uh, anyways, but uh, he's he's looking good on the field. He's doing well, and it just seems you know not like great, but he's doing serviceable. He's doing fine, and it just seems that Mason Rudolph, who I thought was better, could you know really bold well and i think he's gonna do just fine i think uh james connor is gonna be safe i think juju is gonna be fine i you know so there's a thing he had a really good connection with vance mcdonald it looked like he had two touchdowns he showed up last week he had a really good connection with vance mcdonald but what i'm very interested to see is with his college teammate in james washington james washington yep. what are the, and you were a fan of james washington before the season started yeah so i'm interested to see if that connection keeps going dante Moncrief drop him Forget about Dante Moncrief. <laughs> yeah, he's done. <laughs> yeah, overlook him. If you have your team, drop him. Don't keep him. But, um, yeah, I'm really interested in seeing that going on. And uh, what? Yeah, no, no. Uh, that's going to be very interesting. Um, you know, I've been a James Washington supporter. Uh, if it's not going to end up being him, it might be Deontay Johnson, the rookie wide receiver as well. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's having trouble with, the number one corners right now. <laughs> yeah, I I think I think he's gonna, I think but I think overall the the Pittsburgh offense is going to be okay. Uh, you know they just increased their defense a little bit, but giving up a first round pick, I don't see that happening. I don't know why that you know I think it's a lot to do, but I mean that's just, a lot. But yeah, you know, they graded him high. That's what happened. But all I'm saying is that it's just um, I think this is still going to be fine, and I and I think for the for the, like I think that Mason Rudolph could end up being a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. To be honest with you. But I believe in Sean Payton a lot. I believe that Sean Payton is going to get the schemes going that is going to fit Teddy Bridgewater's style of play. I mean, you know, he's just going to develop the game plans that's going to properly go for all the players on the field. Uh, Michael Thomas might get hurt a little bit. I honestly actually see a possibly an uptick with Latavius Murray as in probably focusing a little more on the run game. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I still see pretty safe. I mean, he's Alvin Kamara. He's still a beast of a talent. You know, obviously, maybe the passes might be down, down a little bit more. But uh, like you said, Teddy Bridgewater's been the game before. I just think Latavius Murray might get a... I think Jared Cook gets a big, big, big downgrade. That's what the biggest downgrade is for me for the Saints offense in general, fantasy-wise. All right. Jared, okay. <laughs> Jared Cook. Uh, well, uh, to me... All right. <laughs> it's like Michael Tom... I'm worried about Michael Thomas. I'm I'm nervous with Michael Thomas, right? With Teddy Bridgewater being your quarterback. Um, Alvin Kamara, not so much. I think, if anything, you know, I know he has struggled. He hasn't shown that he's like that, you know, top four pick as a running back at the moment. Well, that's last week. The first week he did great. Yeah, and then this week previous. But, you know, it just. It was going against the Rams, I mean. Yeah, but then, you know, you had Teddy Bridgewater, too, as a quarterback. So I know, that, that, that might have hurt, too, I as think, well. Yeah, I think this last week, though, his run game was stopped more, more of a Rams defense thing than. I just think the passing game goes down maybe a little bit more for Alvin Kamara, not by too much, because like I said, Teddy Bridgewater is not like a pushover, you know. No, he's not. He, I, he's a he's a pro. Uh, to me, it's just may, maybe the secondary uh, wide receivers, the wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Those are the ones that you got to be like, you know, kind of more. Yeah, if you thought like Ted Ginn was going to be a sleeper, Traquan Smith, that's like kind of out of the window for now for the foreseeable future. Like we said, you know, Drew Brees is going to come back, but. Yeah, but the essential three, maybe Jared Cook. Jared Cook might be able to do good, but it's just a, Michael Thomas, Latavius Murray, and Alvin Kamara. I don't think they're really dropping. If anything, they this should be this this should be fine. Yeah, Michael Thomas maybe a down tick a little bit, but I'm not. He's still set it forgetting kind of guy. He's just that much. You know, he's great, great, great hands. Uh, I just like I said, I, I just keep my eye on Latavius Murray. I think he's going to get a bit of an uptick in play. To be honest with you, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, Daniel Jones named the starter. For the Giants, uh, we're not going to get too much into it because there's not too much fantasy implications on it. Uh, if you wanted to, now, if you wanted to pick up Daniel Jones because of all this, uh, you know, all these missing quarterbacks, I'm, I won't do it. I, I, I'd rather go with Garner Minshew here. I would <laughs> love to pick up Daniel Jones in the league just so I could have him on my team. I see if I can find a team. A homer. Yeah, that's a homer thing. That's a homer thing for me right there. Uh, but let's be real; it's not out of the realms of possibilities where I'm, he could be some some sort of fantasy relevance. Get, like, look, out, of here. Get out of here, bro! Sterling Shepard's going to come back. Jimmy Garoppolo's still out there, bro. Sterling Shepard's going to come back. Golden Tate's going to come back. His completions percentage has been fantastic so far for Daniel Jones. You know, it, it's not out of you know you got you got Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram catching the passes. It's not out of the realms of possibility with all these quarterbacks that have been dropping lately where Daniel Jones may have some fantasy implication. Not saying he's going to be a stud. 
Not saying he's going to be great. Not saying go pick him up right now on the waiver wire. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being like Jacoby Brissett-ish. Which he's still available, Jacoby Brissett. All right, that's fine. But I'm saying it's not it's 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 not impossible for him to be like an 18 point guy per game, fantasy wise. It's not. I'm not saying the Giants. And this has nothing to do with the Giants doing good or the Giants winning. I'm just saying just what he does fantasy wise. You know what I mean? Like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was killing for the Bucks last year, and they were losing. Yeah. You know, they weren't doing good, but fantasy wise, he was a killer quarterback, right? Yeah. For a few weeks, so. That that's all I'm saying. Just you know, he might have you know the the Cardinals aren't doing that great real life football, but Kyler Murray still putting up points in a two quarterback league. Then yes, but in any other league, no, I won't do it. I'm just saying I put him on my watch list. That's all. That's all I'm saying when it comes to Daniel Jones. Uh, we're not gonna get too much into it about the Giants stuff and talk about what that means for wah, us. Wah, wah. Yeah, because uh, I have a lot to say about that, but I'm not gonna get into <laughs> Move it. Move on. Uh. Talking about some injuries. Oof, did you see that nasty injury to Trevor Simeon yesterday? No, I didn't. Get, I didn't get to see it. But uh, don't watch it. You get. You get. You get kind of schemish, yes, squeamish with stuff. Yeah. Yes, I. Tommy's do. gonna send it to you later. <laughs> Tommy's no. gonna send you the video of no. what uh, happened. No. no, it flopped around his foot a little. If you watch him fall over, you see his foot. Just so, flopping. so what? What was it? Did, did it come it, out yet? No, it didn't come out yet. It's probably uh, his Achilles he, he torn. Achilles. Achilles. <laughs> uh, the Panthers quarterback Cam Newton's status for Sunday is up in the air after he aggravated a foot injury. Um, he's rehabbing while team practices. Ron Rivera talks about it later. So as of right now, which we're recording the show is, which is at noon. Uh, now it's 1220. So, yeah. Uh, what else is going on here? LaShawn McCoy's MRI showed no significant damage to no significant damage to his ankle. Sources says, and he has a shot to play Sunday's AFC showdown with the Ravens. Uh, no update as of yet for Damian Williams and what's going on with him. I think it should be okay. Uh, Isaiah Wynn, who has impressed in early seasons this year for the for the Patriots' his defense, which has been doing fantastic. Actually, you know, last week the Patriots' defense had the most points out of anybody. Any player, anywhere in fantasy football? Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, so he might even back, which might even improve the defense. And I had more. the Dolphins covering. Shame on me. Shame. Yeah, absolutely. Shame, shame on, on you. What's the matter shame. with you? Shame, Alex. Uh, and then, of course, you have uh, Njoku, who was out the game yesterday with a concussion. You're going to be in the concussion protocol. Uh, he's being evaluated right now. I'm trying to trade for him right now. I'm trying to trade away Vance McDonald right now when I'm in like one of my leagues. Uh, Alshon Jeffries is dealing with a calf strain, sources say, following Sunday night's football game. It's not a major calf strain, but with the two games in 10 days, the timing is really bad. So his status for some of those is in some doubt. Uh, James Conner said also during uh, the show of 93.7 The Fan that he's confident that he will play on Sunday because there's no tears or anything significant with his knee. Thank you, baby Jesus. So he's considered date today. I got him in two leagues. Uh, it seems like he's fine. Then it seems like nothing serious, but yeah, just uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, they're still gathering information. Is uh, the head the head coach Sean McDermott says that they're still gathering information on Devin Singletary and his day to day with a hamstring injury, which is worrisome hamstrings. Yeah, especially when you're that young. But uh, I I think he's going to be fine. Uh, and then uh, Kingsbury, the Cardinals coach, says that David Johnson is ready to go for the Panthers on Sunday. And uh, I posted this on on the Instagram, as you can see quickly, that Michael Gallup is having orth- orthostropic. I say, say, I butchered that word so much. Wow. The Dr. Fernandez is going to hit me up. Um, orthroscopic surgery. There you go. Orthroscopic surgery to trim his meniscus, knocking him out two to four weeks. No structural damage besides the meniscus tear. So the return should be quick. That means Randall Cobb. No, nah, not really. I don't, I don't, I don't like the slots for the. For the, for the Cowboys, really. The slot players really haven't shown to do all that well. And, yeah, that's uh, that's what we got here about, you know, I don't, uh, you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson dealing with a groin injury. We'll keep you updated with that on And Josh Instagram. Jacobs. And uh, Josh Jacobs is fine. He went down to the tunnel. He came right back out. He'll be okay. He'll all be right. fine. So, um, yeah, that's uh, the Who's Hurt program part of the show. So let's get into this and let's talk about the stars for the first two weeks, doggy. Let's see if it's uh, sustainable or back to reality for these guys. You think if they're going to keep it going or they're going to run out of gas? Is, you know, is it the real deal or is it just a fluke? Is it momentarily or is it here to stay? 
We'll figure that all out. We'll start off with the quarterback position. Lamar Jackson is the number one fantasy scoring quarterback within the past two weeks. Um, he has just been lights out. He has been on fire. Uh, not for nothing, Lamar Jackson is actually the number one scoring fantasy player in the past two weeks. With 64.44 fantasy points, he has been on fire. I see you holding it in. Did you want to get it all out? I'm loving it. Yep, 596 yards, seven touchdowns, and also rushing for 126 yards. So it's like with the Ravens are looking good. Mark Andrews is killing. Uh, with Mark Andrews being like, you know, like, hey, are you going to hit Mark Andrews for that short pass? Is he going to be open for that touchdown in the red zone? Are you going to hit Marquise Brown, who's flying down the field for that long bomb? Or are you going to try to stack the box against him? But it's okay because Lamar Jackson could also run the ball like there's no tomorrow. The guy looks like a cheat code so far. What is your thoughts? Is Lamar Jackson going to be the real deal here to stay or is he going to run out of gas and it's going to be all just a dream he's here to stay he's going to end up being top five quarterback he might even be a top maybe number one quarterback maybe, maybe. i don't think so patrick patrick mahomes look like the real deal like like he's gonna rock and roll but lamar jackson look week one he didn't run the ball at all he only had like six yards and then this week he came with a boom 16 100. carries 120 yards. Yeah, where's Justin Hill? Where's Justice Hill? He got 2.4 fantasy points. He's there. Oh, He's still God. being involved. Oh, God. You know, wait, look at Mark Ingram. He only had 9.7 fantasy points. That's why I said there's no room for Hill. I've been telling you that. You never know. Just wait. I, I know. He, Justice Hill is that stock you buy low and you no. just hold on. For nothing. Like like Bitcoin. That's it's for just, no. Just, no. <laughs> you just hold on until it just boom. Yeah, yeah. It's like trying to sell an AM radio right now to me. This is just hold on, hold on to your Justice Tuning Hill AM radio. I'm, I'm gonna buy some. I'm gonna buy some uh, Justice Hill shares. So I'm, uh, a, I'm a strong believer. To me, Malcolm Brown, though. I mean, uh, Marquise Brown. He, uh, Marquise Brown, really surprised me here. But um, anyway, Lamar Jackson. I do still believe he's gonna end up going and going, and he's gonna end up being top five quarterback. We should so, had. So do not try to trade him high unless someone's going to offer you a, a running back one. We should have we should have had a, like a, the two drops. We should have had it was all a dream to see if it was just like somebody goes away or we should have the champ is here. Did somebody yeah. stay. All right. Just thought that champ is here. All, all a right. Dream. On the next episode. All right. We'll do it next time. But anyways, uh, I think Lamar Jackson, as far as fantasy quarterbacks go, I listen, granted the sample size we did see him play was against the Cardinals and the Dolphins. A weak, uh, you know, weak defense. I yes. think not for nothing. I think he's here to stay. Uh, it's Harbaugh's uh, contract year. Uh, it's also, he's in a very good position in the division with uh, the Browns not looking like the greatest. The Bengals having their troubles. You know, the they're against with the Jets yesterday. They weren't hurting them on offense at all. You know what I mean? The Browns' defense is looking pretty good it, it for the wor- most part. It worries me, yeah. It worries me. But the Browns, you know, like they're not, you know. Listen, Baker Mayfield's worrying me the most about the Browns. If it was outside for that 89-yard touchdown pass from Odell and also for that, like, that one-handed 33-yard uh, grab he made yesterday too, besides that, Baker Mayfield did not look good. His completion percentage is way, way low. It's like he went for like 7 for 33 or something along those lines uh, outside of those two major long catches, as I heard on the radio. But my whole point was also with Ben Big Ben going down, I think the Steelers are going to be out of contention to win the division because of that. Even though Mason Rudolph, I think it's going to be better than what people say. But fantasy-wise, Lamar Jackson, I think, is going to constantly keep putting up numbers, keep putting up points. Like I said, hits Marquise Brown down, worked really hard on his passing game, and it really shows. He could also run the ball like it's no tomorrow. And, uh, you know, they uh, and he still has the, that with the great Mark Andrews, which is like a, now he has emerged to be as one of those, like you play Zach Ertz no matter what. You play George Kittle no matter what. Travis Kelsey and Evan Ingram, you play any of those four no matter what right now. Mark Andrews has emerged himself as that fifth tight end right now that no matter what, you play Mark Andrews. Yeah, you got to play him. You got to play him. He's emerged as like that. So seven seven, seven uh, receptions in his first two games with at least one touchdown. So it's like you got to keep playing him. He's being highly efficient with his snap shares, uh, and it seems like he's a go-to guy for uh, Lamar Jackson. Which is why I was so yep. high at him before the season started. I took him in three of my five leagues, one of them being my dynasty, which I'm very happy about that. You is, is smart. Uh, so uh, also, so the number two scoring. No, so we're going. So moving on. Oh, we, quarterback. Wait, yeah. no, we, we, we stick with quarterbacks. A couple of other stars. Dak Prescott. Uh, is Dak is Prescott. Surprise. Yeah, big surprise with Dak Prescott. Uh, uh, I'm just interested to see with uh, the injury with Michael Gallup if uh, if things change. But I don't see a regression with him. I see that he's going to be a QB one. You know, like not number one quarterback, but you know, no, top no, 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 no. Um, and 
I, I think he, you know, he could be that QB 1A, you know, like he could end up as a top six finisher, you know. Uh, the offense is looking really good. They're utilizing all their weapons. They're spreading the ball around. And, you know, uh, Dak is, is being highly efficient. Look at his percentages. It is an astonished 82.3 passing per, uh, completion at the moment. And yeah, you got you got to love it. You got to love it because per yard, uh, per pass attempt, he's averaging a 10.9, you know, so that's that's good too. So, yeah, I like Dak Prescott. I think he's going to continue. Look, he's definitely going to continue next week. They're playing the Dolphins, for Christ's sakes. He's definitely going to continue next week to, you know, to kill. Uh, on average, I wrote about this. I wrote that Dak Prescott was one of those QBs that you wanted to target real late. On average, Dak Prescott ends up as a QB9 in his first starts of his three uh, uh, first three years of his career. Kellen Moore has got that offense flying. And you know it, we hate saying that stuff because we hate the Cowboys. But, you know, let's be real. We'll talk about fantasy. That offense is looking really, really, really good. And Dak Prescott is playing really, really well. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up the year as a top five. Um, but like I said, let's also remember he did play the Giants the first week, which our defense looks blah. I know this talks about maybe Jalen Ramsey coming here. Not in the news, but, you know, we do need a talent like Jalen Ramsey, but I think for the locker room, the way we're going, I don't think we're going to go and get him. Yeah. So, but we'll see. Anyways, the, uh, you know, all right, listen, hey, maybe if he's in the trade, they need, you know, they, they take Eli Manning, <laughs> the, the, the Jaguars, imagine. Yeah. Anyways, the point is this, is, is that um, we, uh, they, they played them and then they played the Washington Redskins, also not that great of a defense, not terrible, but not that great. So, but I think that Prescott is going to stay the real deal. Uh, then there's another one that's a big surprise to me. Case Keenum as the fifth overall quarterback in the first two weeks. He's higher than other people, than like Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Matt Ryan. Higher than Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, who's doing terrible. Terrible. Awful. Awful. You know, Cam Newton was doing awful. <laughs> and I told you, like, you know, like not doing yeah, that great. Yeah, But look, very worrisome, Case but. Keenum undrafted as the fifth overall quarterback right now. It's not going to continue. It's not going to continue. Why not? No, because they drafted a first-round quarterback. And who's to say they're going to play him right if away? If the Redskins continue losing, or they, they're, let's, say, let's say they're under 500 midseason, you know, Case Keenum is not going to be the look, quarterback. Look, I'll tell you what. He's not. I'll tell you what. It has nothing really short to do with so much Kate Keenum offense because, look, the first two weeks, he went against the Cowboys and the Eagles, two very good defenses, and he put up numbers. He fought with them. I yeah. think it's more of a defensive thing that they have a problem with, but if Case Keenum is keeping them in the fight, keeping that offense moving, Terry McLaurin also looks like the real deal. I'm liking Terry McLaurin a lot because, remember, those are very good. De- it's like, all right, Dak Prescott killing, Lamar Jackson killing, went against very bad defenses. Case Keenum went against very good defenses, and we've seen him do good before with the Vikings. So it's not out of the realms of, do I think it's going to continue? I think at some point it's going to pump the brakes and it's going to run out of gas. Yes, I agree with you. But I would not be surprised if he keeps up this level of play. All right, right now he's averaging 22 points per game. I don't think it's at the realms of impossibility for him to keep that up. There's going to be some regression. Last season with the Denver Broncos, you could say they're kind of similar. Uh, if it, kind of similar. If anything, Denver Broncos have better weapons, and he was averaging 13.4 fantasy points at the end of the year overall for this, uh, the whole season right. with the Denver Broncos. Right, but I'm saying, but for the first two weeks, he's averaging 22 points. He's got 43.94 overall. Yeah. But you cannot say that the Washington Redskins have better weapons than the Denver Broncos. They don't. And look what they're doing against these two very good defenses. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's a better offensive scheme for him. Maybe it's a better offensive play for him. Maybe, you know, uh, John Gruden over there has got him doing better. Yeah, but... Not John Gruden, uh, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. Excuse uh, me. And I don't see him finishing the game, I mean, the season, because they did draft Dwayne Haskins. And I believe, I believe, I'm not. That I, I don't, he's I don't, eventually going to end up being the starter. I think we both are right. I don't think neither of us, any of us, could end up being right because I think neither of us are saying crazy stuff here. You know what I mean? I'm just saying if he's keeping him in contention and Dwayne Haskins did not look that great, and if they don't feel like he's ready yet, I don't think they're going to rush him into it. You know what I mean? Because Daniel Jones, 
looked a a lot more ready in the preseason than Dwayne Haskins did. And Eli Manning hasn't kept him in the game with his offense. But Case Keenum has kept the Redskins in the game with his offense. So, you know what I mean? Like, I... The offense is not keeping us in the game. Eli Manning's looking bad. Daniel Jones looking good. So they made this switch. I get it, right? But, all right, Case Keenum's keeping us in this offense, and Dwayne Haskins didn't look good. So it's the other way around with them. Maybe they're not rushing it. So, But that's a big uh, surprise to me there. Um, all right, so let's move on to running back. So with the running back, Doggy, the number one running back, which is the number two overall fantasy player so far the first two weeks, Austin Eckler. You know what's funny to me? Somebody tweeted Melvin. Unbelievable. Somebody tweeted Melvin Gordon. Austin Eckler is better than you, and Melvin Gordon reposted it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. He, he didn't say nothing about it. He didn't do anything. He just reposted it. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah, he reposted. He it. just reposted props it. to his teammate. That that that's I guess I that's guess love, It just bro. showed his that's humor love. more. Like Austin Eckler is better than you. Yeah, whatever. He it's, just it's I guess he just showed his it's humor. Business. Yeah. He, just needs, he just wants to collect that check because if he doesn't get that check right now, he's never gonna get it. He's but Austin, Austin Eckler. happened to DeMarco, DeMarco Murray, you know, yeah. with the Cowboys. They ran him th- through the ground. And then, you know, Tennessee gave him a little, little check. But, you know, after that, he was done. He was done. Melvin Gordon sees that. But Austin Eckler, yes. Unbelievable. He's number one running back by a mile. <laughs> by a mile. No, like by over eight by eight points, you know. And, and after that is Dalvin Cook. You know? Alvin Cook's having a tremendous season right right now. I know he's one of my busts, but because of the fact that I feel like he's going to get hurt eventually. Um, so, so far, he's killing it. So far, I've been wrong. I mean, let's see. It all it takes is any given Sunday. He just hurts himself out for like four to six weeks, and then it hurts a lot. You're number one or number two pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, Austin Eckler, looking great. I mean, you know, you know he's, he's, uh, he's got over 124 yards, got two touchdowns on the ground, two touchdowns through the air. I mean, he had one fumble. So that's a little thing, but you know, because Justin Jackson also looks pretty good in that offense. Does not look bad, Justin Jackson. So it only just takes like another fumble or two to get Justin Jackson a little more involved. But Austin Eckler so far doing a fantastic job with the opportunity he's been given so far. Do you think this is going to keep going, or is it going to do going to like uh, take a turn for the worse? If someone offers me a, a trade for Austin Eckler, I'll consider it. Because all in all, isn't it's not like Melvin Gordon is going to sit out the whole season. He's going to end up playing. I and believe he will too at, at some point. I mean, it, it, it's it, not impossible since the whole season, but I believe he will come back at some point. Yeah, he'll come. He he'll he'll show up maybe week eight, week ten. You know, so if if you right now you're you're good because if you're winning, then you might have that room to trade him away. But if you're only two, maybe you cannot afford that at the moment. Yeah, but, uh, maybe if, you can't. See, I we're gone. Yeah, yeah. So, but if if you're undefeated at the moment, you're two and zero. You're off to a great start. Maybe it's time to see if you could get if you could have have another owner bite and get Austin Eckler, who's desperate, who just lost a running back, who who lost some a couple of players, and and they need some, you know they're desperate for wins. Maybe that's when you should consider it. You know, like I'll tell you what, like I I like to I like to look at trades a lot of times is about where you could spread the wealth at. Uh, I think it's also really dumb to like trade one wide receiver for another wide receiver when you feel like they're both going to do good or whatever the thing is. Like, I feel like, like if you wanted to trade me like, you know, uh, an Odell for an Julio Jones, they kind of cancel each other out as it is. So, What's the point What's of that the trade? Point of that? But yeah. some people make these trades. You know what I mean? They look at scheduling. Scheduling, and, yeah. And, but and I, I still think that they're going to cancel each other out. Yeah. What I like to look at is when you make these trades is where you're going to spread the points out. All right. So, like, for example, right? Like, if you have somebody that's a beast, like, let's say, uh, Austin Eckler at the moment, right? But you have O.J. Howard and uh, Tyreek Hill you had and A.J. Green is even on your bench. So, you're, like, really weak at wide receiver. You have no tight end. So maybe you could trade away somebody like an Austin Eckler, but there's two other places where you could balance it out. Like maybe you could trade him away for somebody who's like, uh, like let's say who somebody who's not that good of a running back at the moment. Like uh, let's just say like a Devin Singletary and maybe like a Mark Andrews for an Austin Eckler or you're not even a Mark Andrews. Let's say like uh, uh, who else is like a tight end that's doing pretty good for the, for the moment. Um, no one. Mark Andrews. No, like or Vance Mark McDonald Andrews. or Vance McDonald. You know what I mean? Like, like who did good last week. So I, so maybe you could, you're not going to get the same production from just a single player to give you an Austin Eckler production, but you could spread the wealth out or like even a Darren Waller. Look at that way. Like Darren Waller and, you know, 
uh, like Aaron, not even Aaron Jones, but like another like decent running back or decent wide receiver to spread it out a little bit, you know? So, and because remember, Melvin Gordon is going to come back at some point. So if you wanted to sell Austin Eckler a little high right now, I'm not against that, but just understand about where you're spreading the wealth a little bit, spreading out the points to get, you know, to get the points from all different parts of the field, except for just one person, you know? Yeah, no, no, that's true. Uh, but some people don't look at that. They just look at the straight up, even trade, you know, when it's, just look at who you're, where you're spending the points out, where you need the points. Because some people are like, I'm not going to give up my Saquon Barkley, but yet you have no running back two, you have no wide receiver, you only have one good wide receiver, and you have no defense, no quarterback that probably just went away, just went down, and you have a bad tight end in you know OJ Howard. So yeah, no, that's true. Like right now, I just offered to trade uh, Stefan Diggs, Matt Breida to the Tevin Coleman owner, and ho- and hoping to receive David Njoku which I'm worried with O.J. Howard and Nick Chubb. I don't think that's a bad trade. Stefan Diggs and Matt Breida for Njoku and Chubb? Yeah. Njoku, I don't think he's going to do much. Chubb, I'd probably do that. Stefan, well, I'd, I'd probably do that. Well, I'm just trying to stack up on my running backs and then just hope that either O.J., one of them is, is going to end up coming back and being a decent uh, tight end. I don't think it's going to be O.J. Howard. It could be Njoku, though. I don't think so either because Mayfield sucks and uh, uh, OJ Howard, the tight end is not used too much in a Bruce Arian offense when you look more into it. I'm very sad. Uh, Derrick Henry, the number four <laughs> running back overall. Uh, yep, uh, my bus, and he's looking really good. He's doing good so far. <laughs> he's doing great, and and he's getting a lot of snaps. Deion Lewis is not, he's, he's not, on, he's not playing on the field right now. Do you think it, he's going to keep this going, Derrick Henry, or is he going to stop? Uh, and Austin Eckler, we both believe for the time being, he's going to keep it going. He's he, Until Melvin, Melvin Gordon he, comes back. Austin just, Eckler just is right now, as, as long as Melvin Gordon is not playing, he's the RB1. Right. right. But once he comes back. Once he comes work. back, he's going to be, a, yeah, but he's still going to be relevant. I think he's still going to be a decent flex. I am a decent flex. Thank you, man. Yeah. You're I welcome. am a decent guy. Uh, all right, so Derrick Henry, is he going to keep this going, or... Man, with the way Tennessee Titans defense look, you know, it seems like they're going to be involved in the game and they're not going to be playing far behind from a, like a negative game script. So if the game is close, Derrick Henry is going to be involved. Um, and he's getting a good sizable snaps share. So uh, he, I know I had him as my bus. I don't want to be stubborn right now and say he's still going to be a bus. But the v- amount of volume he's getting, he I think he's going to keep on going because if th- it seems like Tennessee Titans defense is really good, and <laughs> I, I have to change here, I have to change the way that I, I perceive them before season, you know. And uh, he's looking good. He's having some big runs, and he's he he he's getting the touches. So I got I got to buy in. Um. Yeah. I I I think he's just uh, kind of. Doing really well with that offense as long as he stays healthy. We know he was hurt before the season started. He's been hurt before. I think he's just like kind of really finding his own way and he's doing really well. Uh, do I think it's going to continue? I think it's going to stabilize at some point, continue. Uh, I don't know if he's going to end up as a top 10 running back, but I think he's going to keep doing pretty well. I think he's going to be uh, pretty confident playing him week in, week out for the most part. Uh, now moving on to the wide receivers. Number one wide receiver overall so far. Who would have thunk it? Sammy Watkins. So far, the number one wide receiver in PPR formats is Sammy Watkins. Wow. You know, that is, of course, it surprises people. But to me, who surprised me the most is, is you know what? This top four is really surprising. The whole top four. The whole top four. Because <laughs> number two is John Ross. Yeah. Nobody, nobody was even thinking about John Ross yep. in the draft. And then Emmanuel Sanders, who which was um, yeah, with listen, he's doing great with that. I, that's like this is the first time ever you've ever seen anybody return from an Achilles tendonous tear and tend and still doing it now, I'm lighting it up. Hey, for the first two weeks, I've been a hundred percent wrong about Emmanuel Sanders. For the first two weeks, I have been very wrong about him. So hey, I'm owning it. Remember, I'm not an expert, just a guy who thinks I'm damn good at this. We'll see. Yeah, but uh, Sammy as as, Watkins, as, as far as Sammy Watkins, like you know, like the. The game before, he had, what, how many receptions? Uh, yes, he had 13 targets with six receptions and 49 this, yards. This, this last week? This last but week. Remember, he had 13 Pat Mahomes targets, which is a difference to me, you know? Yeah, I know. So he gave you 10.9 points. So obviously there was a regre- regression from the 
week previous. And the one that was the breakout was Demarcus Robinson. Oh, right? yeah. 35, 35.2. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be a hot points. waiver wire yeah, pickup Yeah, he's going right to be the number one uh, waiver wire pickup. But, look, he played against the Raiders, and the Raiders' secondary is not that great. Nope. Right? So, you know, there's but now he killed people- against the Jaguars, who are a good secondary. Look what they did to Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson's a very, very good quarterback. Yeah. So, so now, you know, the defense, the teams are aware that Sammy Watkins is the wide receiver one. So he's going to get doubled up or he's going to get the number one corner. And, you know, this might change. So, and then you have Tyreek Hill that's going to eventually come back. So, yeah, to me, I'm not buying. I'm not, I don't think he's going to, you know, He's going to end up being, uh, you know, a wide receiver one. Yeah, I think I, I agree. It's going to all come back to reality. Uh, there's still a lot of weapons to pass the ball around there in Kansas City because, like, oh, you want to cover Sarah Watkins? That's fine. I'll give it to Miko Harmon. I'll give it to Travis Kelsey. I'll give it to Damon Williams, who has not been nothing as much as he's sharing the snaps and some splits with LeSean McCoy. He has shown to be a very good pass catcher, Damian Williams, at least. At least for this offense and the way they're using him, he's doing very well in the pass catching game. So, uh, you know, or he could throw it to Demarcus Robinson now. It's Pat Mahomes. He could throw it to whoever he wants. He'll throw it to the opposite. A team and still score a touchdown for himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'll, he'll yeah. throw it to Hunter Renfro and he'll still score a touchdown for the Chiefs. Like all, all team. For Sa- Sammy Watkins, snap back to reality. Yeah, Boom. There goes gravity. There goes gravity. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Because so, Tyreek Hill will come back. And speaking of snaps, he's going to snap something because he's always going to get hurt. From what has shown us, if history repeats itself with Sammy Watkins, there's going to be a time where he's going to get injured. So, uh, Enjoy it while it lasts, I would say. Yeah. I would think. Uh, John Ross, same thing. Enjoy it while it lasts. Same thing with the injuries, and it's the same boat when A.J. Green comes back. Tyler Boyd's role is safe there. Tyler Boyd is going to be that guy. But the same exact thing with John Ross. Enjoy it while it lasts. I don't see it. Keep it going. Uh, A.J. Uh, Green's you also got to think, the last touchdown he scored, what was it like against? Like Against the Niners, it was, what, like 80 yards or 60 yards? It was one of the last very plays. It yeah, was just, yeah, yeah. It was... It, it, I remember I uh, was gone. Sorry. No, it, so it inflated his numbers right now. So that that if it, uh, that game was over already. Yeah, so and the defense wasn't even playing. It was like the hard. first game too. I said about the safety barely missing that interception, which was very easily intercept, in, interceptable. He was just very bad placement, but it was like off by like a foot. You know what I mean? Like in, like a few inches, it was off to in, to intercept that. So little things that are you know juking the numbers and stats a little bit for John Ross. They they could be uh, misleading. For what's actually going on in that field, uh, Manuel Sanders, like I said, he's looking great. Listen for the foreseeable future. Joe Flacco freaking loves this guy uh, and is hitting this guy off, and uh, he's you know he's killing it. I think he actually has. Let me see. He has twenty targets so far with sixteen receptions. He has the fourth most most receptions out of anybody in the league right now. Yeah, he's so, tied for fourth with uh, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore. I, I I still see that he could end up. You know, like last season, he was having a monster game before he, before that injury too. So uh, monster season. So yeah, but you know, new coach, new quarterback, and they're really and you know, like I said, with that injury is like something that has never ever happened. This has never happened with anybody with that injury. So you see some regression. I to yeah, I see some regression eventually, but I I wouldn't be surprised if I was wrong for the rest of the year, and I'll and I'll easily admit that I. I think there's a chance where I could easily be wrong for the rest of the year for that. Because remember, last week he did this against the the Bears. Very, very, very good, very good defense. Probably the best defense in look, the league. With look, the Bears. look what they did against Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams had a show. Ball, exactly, you know, you know yeah, poor, and poor they, showing. So. so, and you know, with, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some regression, you know, with everything. But you know, like I said, he did this against the Bears. So I, I'm, I'm a hold on him. I, I, I would try, too. I won't trade him. I, oh, I, I would too, to be honest with you. Like I said, this is one of the ones I could be very wrong on the end of the year. But so, with good reason, I had my points, but I could be very wrong. Uh, you know, uh, Marquise Brown, I think I think he's also going to keep that going. For the way that offense is going, they're, like I said, they're scared. So, we, we, we both agree Sammy Watkins and John Ross is going to stop eventually. It's going to be back to reality for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just a you know, fairy tale for the moment. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Marquise Brown, I think we both agree, are going to keep going. You know, like I said, with Lamar Jackson, you know, is he going to run the ball for like another 100 yards? Is he going to like hit Mark Andrews with it? Is he going to hit, you know, Marquise Brown? You also got the other speech from Willie Sneed. He's also a really fast guy. So there's uh, weapons out there that they're making the best of over there in the Ravens. And at the same time, it's if, even if you got to keep that offense off the field, you still got to face that defense that is still very good. Even with all the pieces they lost, they're still a very good defense. So the Ravens are going to make our. Primed and ready to make some noise in this league, and uh, 
we'll see how that keeps going, you know, with, with the rest of their matchups. Because remember, they had a very first easy first two games. Now, I don't see Hollywood Brown as a wide receiver one, but I could see him being a wide receiver two flex. He's going to end up being a, a player as a wide receiver that you will play with, without a doubt. But uh, I see him, like, by the end of the season, ending up as a, you know, wide receiver two. I don't know. I, I, would, I, I think he's in, I'm not saying this momentum, but he's going to keep it up to be like a weekly set it, forget it kind of guy, I think. And yeah. he's not there, just he's getting there to, I mean, I would play him this week against the Chiefs. I, that's going to be a fun game to watch, man. To see Pat Mahomes and what he does and see Lamar Jackson. How I'm going to be sick his. that day, just letting you know. I'm not going to be there either. I'm going to be sick that day. I'm not there on Sundays. All right, Jonathan, you could cover for us. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, dog, he's probably listening too. We're the only podcast he has on his phone. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, we got to tell him to listen now. Yeah, yeah. But that is going to be a fun game to watch. That is probably going to be one of the main games besides the Giants game that I'm going to go look and watch. I'm just, uh, I'm going to TiVo it. Okay. I don't even have TiVo. I'm just going to get it for that game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and another one also that I wanted to mention here, the number six wide receiver overall, DJ Chark, uh, or Shark, whatever you want to call him. Uh, we'll get through the tight ends and go into the waiver wire worthies. But DJ Shark uh, is a guy, and he's part of the waiver wire worthies too. I picked him up in some leagues, and luckily I actually drafted him in our Dynasty League. I'm actually happy about that. Congratulations. D.D. Westbrook, who I think is falling off, and I think, remember, I loved D.D. Westbrook before because I liked his connection with Nick Foles. It was because of Nick Foles is why I liked D.D. Westbrook a lot. But Honestly, if you drop D.D. Westbrook at this point, I'm not mad at you about it. I, don't, I think he's fizzling out of that offense. And I think Gardner Minshew is better suited for a guy like D.J. Shark, a speedster, an end zone guy, great hands, improved himself in his, improving himself in his sophomore year. I mean, a lot of people were really hyped about him anyways for when he was a freshman in a, you know, coming out of Maryland. So uh, he's, he's looking really good, D.J. Shark. I, mean, I heard a lot about him. I thought he was going to be a first-round pick in the draft, and he wasn't, but he's – Doing pretty good for the Jaguars. For, for a game that went 12 and 12 13, right? Mm-hmm. A game that went 12 13. That was the score. Mm-hmm. DJ Shark had 18.5 fantasy points. Yeah. You know, and uh, you got you to gotta keep that. You know, yeah, it's a good point. You got you to keep that in mind because you're talking about like a horrendous office, office of a game. And, you know, he still put up good fantasy points. You know, Texans defense is not the greatest, you know, like as far as them being the top defensive team. It's is is in in the rearview mirror at the moment, but um, you know you gotta consider that. And you know Gordon Minshew had sixteen point two five fantasy points. Gardner, so Gardner, or I said Gordon. All right, yeah. Gardner Minshew. Uh, you know he had he had a decent game, even though there was only twelve points. So. I do like DJ Shark. It, it seems it, like he has it, a good. It connection just looks with like, him. Yeah. yeah, it looks like Gardner Minshew is more of a suited quarterback for him. I mean, I know when Nick Foles got hit and he was out, was on that touchdown pass to DJ Shark. But like I said, uh, DD Westbrook because Nick Foles loves the slot receivers is better suited for. Nick Foles is better suited for DD. It looks like Gardner Minshew is better suited for DJ Shark. I like DJ Shark going forward. I definitely give him some flex wide receiver two considerations, especially for the speedster that he is and for the yards he gets. I mean, the guy's averaging 8.3 yards per reception. Uh, it's looking pretty good for him so far. You know, he caught 11 out of his 13 targets, and that's not that's not bad at all. That's nothing to sneeze at. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so, uh, he's not going to end up as a I'm, wide receiver one, though. No, I don't. I don't think he's going to end up as a wide receiver one. I, I, I think he's going to sustain like a steady 16, 15 points per game. About you know, I think that'll be steady for him for the rest of the year. I see him double digits and because right now he's averaging twenty one point six points per game. Yeah, I, I, I could see him like a steady like fourteen to seventeen points per game with upside. Put it that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, so, I, so, I see, so you got him like a top thirty wide receiver. I got top thirty, top twenty, around there with with upside, with upside. So, you know, with upside potential. But, yeah, I'm not there with him yet. But for the first two weeks, I'm pretty happy what he's done so far. Would you rather have him or DJ Moore? Him. Really? I'd rather have DJ Shark. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know you know who's... Uh, well, I don't trust Cam Newton. That's why. You know what uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is ranked right now as a wide receiver? 36. 33. You were close. close. Oh, I took, oh, that, I took close. that off the top that's of my head. Wow. 33. Wow. Not bad. Off the top of my head, I said that. That's pretty bad. I I think I think it's gonna be okay though. I think Mason Rudolph is better than what most people expect. And it's funny, there's like a there's like a Mason Rudolph fan page that I follow with our BFB page. 
And, uh, you know, but he's does pretty good. Uh, so tight ends get through this quickly so we can talk about the waiver wire worthy people. Uh, Mark Andrews, the number one tight end. So now I'm looking at something. I'm in a keeper league, and I have both who are keeper potentials for me next year. And it's guys, next year will be a six-round pick. We'll see how the rest of the year goes. Um, right now it's like Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson are two keeper people. Lamar Jackson all day, bro. All day, bro. You know. All so. day. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the rankings are next year. Where I get the most value from taking one of them at six. Because if Mark Andrews ends up being a top three tight end, and he ends up going like in the fourth round, and I could take Mark Andrews in the six, and I keep him in a fourteen team league, I might even do that. We'll see how it goes. You know, because there's a lot of quarterbacks out there, so we'll see how the possibilities of where I will get the most value from. We'll see. Gotcha. Uh, you know, next year's scheduling changes. Everything can be all different. So Mark Andrews, number one. Uh, there's not really a huge surprise here. I would say, uh, you know, Delaney Walker's doing better than what most people expected. I love the Delaney Walker. I told you that a thousand times about, like, you know, I was very... I said it last year. I said it during the preseason. I was telling everybody, if you're not going to get Evan Ingram, if you're not going to get Vance McDonald, I wouldn't have recommended taking one of those top three uh, tight ends, right? The only one that's there right now for the moment, is uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey right now is the tight end number three. Zach Ertz is the tight end number six. And George Kittle is the tight end number 13, surprisingly. But I said, if you weren't going to grab Vance McDonald or Evan Ingram, which are both in the top five, I said, get yourself Delaney Walker or Mark Andrews. Those are the two guys I'll be looking for towards the end of the draft. Delaney Walker and Mark Andrews. Delaney Walker is a tight end four. Mark Andrews tight end one. And I also said keep your eye on Darren Waller, who is also a tight end eight right now. So pretty good calls on me for the tight end for the most part. Another guy that I said to a little we, pat on the back on. I know I'm doing my know. little victory lap. I'm taking it when I deserve it. But also a person I said to look out for too. I said when we did our best undrafted team, another tight end I talked about, Will Disley. Will Disley. Definitely a waiver wire worthy guy for me now too. If you're scared about, you know, if you had Jimmy Grams, if you had, uh, uh, you know, OJ Howard, who you're worried about, Eric Ebron's. I'd rather have Will Disley. I think you know he he played before he got hurt last year. He was doing really good with the Seahawks, and I think Russell Wilson really likes the guy. So well, yeah. Well, this game, this previous game, he had 22 fantasy points and uh, with five, you know, receptions, 50 yards, and two touchdowns. That definitely helped out a lot as far as uh, his snaps. He's he's going fifty fifty with the other two tight ends, you know. So he's getting half of the snaps, and uh, you know he's he's a touchdown dependent tight end. That's no doubt about it. Yeah. But I think that he's being entrusted with the red zone a lot more than say like an OJ Howard and Eric Ebron or even a Jason Witten. I think that or Austin Hooper even. I like. I'm not saying I would play Will Disley over Austin Hooper, but I would play him definitely over Ebron, Witten, and your boy T.J. Hawkinson, who told you. Well, I, I told you not to play him this game. I know, but people are jumping all the bandwagon, tell me I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong, and then nobody comes out saying, oh, spoke too soon. Well, I was telling everybody, hey, week one, I was wrong. Sure, no problem, but we'll see for the rest of the season. And I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be like rest of the season more or less going to be like a three-reception type of guy. Maybe I'll have like one great game here and there. He'll have like one really good game here and there, but I think it's only going to be like four games throughout the entire 16 weeks for the Lions. He'll have like four really good games, and the rest is, you know, all right. Well, no. Nah, but he played against the Chargers. Chargers defense against tight ends is like you know. Come on. Well, come you know on. we'll talk about this when we do our uh, matchup review show. But I love Greg Olson this week as a tight end. I mean, if you see what Mark Andrews and T.J. Hawkinson did against the Cardinals, right now it looks like the tight ends against the Cardinals are must plays. Uh, let's talk about the waiver wire worthy so we can close out our show. Uh, you know, like we said a lot of injuries to the quarterback. So if you're looking for a quarterback, look at Josh Allen. Only 28% of leagues. Another quarterback that I'm very happy to have in my dynasty league. Uh, but yeah. Don't be scared to look at Josh Allen. I played him last week uh, against the Giants uh, as a streamer because I didn't like Kyler Murray versus uh, the Baltimore at an away game. His first and he, away and game. Kyler Murray still put up numbers. He did all right. He's do, he's looking pretty good as a rookie, you know, composed. But Josh Allen, yeah, he gives you you know he gives you uh, points on the ground. You know, he gets you a rushing touchdown here and there. That's where he's jo- valuable at. You know, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray still right now both averaging the same amount of points. Only Josh Allen has. Went more than he does. Josh Allen's at 19.1, Kyler Murray at 19 points per game. So uh, if you're looking to pick up or if you're, you know, if you're not trading for a quarterback, if you're the Big Ben owner and the Drew Brees owner, which I think Drew Brees is kind of safe to drop for the most part. You're, you know, it's a long time to have a quarterback on your roster that you can't even play for a quarterback nonetheless. Uh, I would look to, you know, drop him, pick up, pick up yourself somebody like a Josh Allen, something like that. Also, another quarterback is Andy Dalton. And- yeah. Andy Dalton, uh, you know, he's right now ranked as the number tight end. I mean, number, number tight end. Number 10. 10. <laughs> number tight end. 
<laughs> Comes right after six. Uh, yeah. Number 10 quarterback hey, in fantasy at this moment. Uh, you know, and he's only owned 14% of, you know, overall leagues at, at this time. And he's looking pretty good. You know, he got 18.6. You know, he's averaging 18.6 fantasy points, uh, 61 pass completions. Uh, he, he's looking good. You know, as far as, uh, you know, yards per attempt, 7.4, which puts him as a top five quarterback. So he's throwing the ball, you know. Th- you know, maybe that's because of you know John's Ross, John Ross's uh, you know big playability. But you know, he's a player that you could you could get as far as quarterback, especially if you lost your Drew Brees, your Ben Roethlisberger, uh, and even Nick Foles if you even drafted him. But yeah, he's yeah, no, de- definitely keep your eye on uh, uh, you know looking for that. I would look at you know especially for the, to the time being, it's not so bad to use Andy Dalton. I mean, we know he tends to fizzle out as the year goes on, but. If he's on a hot start, you know, you can ride the hot hand for the time being. And Jacoby Brissett, I actually like him all year long, Jacoby Brissett. I like him as, like, a steady, you know, uh, quarterback to have for the most part for the rest of the year. I mean, he's got a good team around him. He's found a good rhythm right now with um, with with T.Y. Hilton. I mean, he's only averaging 16.4 points per game for the time being for the first yeah, right week. now he's ranked as a QB 18. Yeah, but I still like him for the rest of the year. Like I, think, I, I, think, I think he's a solid, like... If you have nowhere else to go and you have just like desperate trades to do, I think it's like you could do worse. Like I'd rather play Jacoby Brissett right now than, uh, say, uh, Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? I'd rather play him uh, over to Marcus well. Mariota. Marcus Mariota's doing better than Jacoby Brissett with 18.8 points per game, and I'd much rather play uh, Jacoby Brissett. You know what I mean? I, I'd rather play him over Derek Carr for the most part. Jimmy you know? Garoppolo? He's doing good, I mean, but I'd rather play Jacoby Brissett for the time being. You Matt know? Ryan. No, Matt Ryan, of course. All right. All right. No, just just wanted to make sure. Uh, you know, Gardner Minshew, somebody to keep on your watch list. I'm not saying go pick him up, but keep him on your watch list at least. For I'm going to try to get him in Dynasty. Yeah. Well, he's gone already. Because is he? In our league. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I know a popular running back uh, was probably uh, uh, Jalen Samuels, but for the fact, listen, Jalen Samuels, uh, James Conner looks like he's okay, so I wouldn't put too much work into Jalen Samuels. I'd rather look, not, not for nothing, and this is crazy to say, Frank Gore, the guy's going to have like the one that 50 the, rushing attempts the, next week. The player that uh, that guy dropped? The guy dropped Lepoy for Gore. All right. So he's looking good. He's he scored genius. 188 points last week, believe it or not. <laughs> he played Murray. I'm looking at them like, what in the world? This guy started off his year with LaShawn McCoy and then Jalen Samuels starting running backs, and he ends up putting 188 points. But he ended up playing Raheem Mostarts. Ooh, he had So it. he got a monster game. Hey, which, hey zero RB approach. Yeah, man. <laughs> nuts. Nuts. It was wild. I was like, oh, my God. It's hilarious. He's 2-0. and He's like, oh, you want to make fun of me, Flex? Take that, huh? Yeah, man. Hey, listen, more props to him, man. That's hilarious, that guy. No, nah, but Frank Gore is looking good, especially now you got to be concerned with Devin Singletary's hamstring. And you know that's a lingering, lingering injury. Yeah. You know, and uh, they're going to take their, you know, they're going to be precau- precaution with, you know, take precautions with uh, Devin Singletary. Speaking, so Frank Gore. Yeah. You know, Speaking of Raheem Mostarts, another waiver wire person you should look and definitely pick up is Raheem Mostarts. Uh, I wouldn't look too much into Jeff Wilson. Tevin Coleman is going to come back and is going to hurt the value both of Raheem Mostarts and Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson didn't do much with his attempts. I got the touchdowns. I know that. But uh, besides that, he really didn't do much. Raheem Mostart is doing really, really well. Uh, so I, I like him overall. So he's definitely like a must-add at least for the time being with the running back situation. You know, if you're, you know, it's always good to have running back depth in general. To uh, in fantasy football, uh, and the Demarcus Robinson thing, uh, I'm not jumping on that train too much. To be honest with you, you're not, not really, because it's it's only I, you'll probably maybe give you a week, maybe. But like I said, Miko Harmon's the number two, Sammy Watkins the number one, Travis Kelsey's also one of his favorite pass catchers, and Damian Williams is involved. I mean, Pat Mahomes, like I said, could throw it to anybody, anytime, anywhere, and he could kill Demarcus Robinson. I think it was just like uh, you know. It's like, hey, the clock struck midnight, and now he's back to being the, you know, disliked stepsister of the show, the, of the trio, you know? Yeah, a player that you should go after right now that's, believe it or not, he's still 40% owned in leagues is Terry McLaurin. Absolutely go for Terry McLaurin. I think he's I think he's going to have one of those wide receiver years where he's, I think, I we forgot to talk about him as far as wide receiver goes, and Terry McLaurin, I think, is going to, to be there to stay. And it's, it has a lot to do with what we mentioned about Case Keenum's play, you know? 
I think Terry McLaurin is going to keep that going. He's ranked currently as the wide receiver, 12 right now, um, you know, above uh, above DeAndre Hopkins, believe it or not, at the moment. And above guys like DeAndre Hopkins. Back-to-back touchdowns. Uh, Amari games. Cooper, you know. You know, uh, he's, he's getting high-volume targets, 7-9, and it's probably going to keep on going. And uh, he's being very efficient with it. Uh, doing better than DJ Moore, doing better than Tyler Lockett so far. So, yeah. Yeah, so if he's in your waiver wire, please, please. Uh, I, I say how much you uh, spend on Fab for him. Well, one guy, which, which he was high in that one league, spent like 350 bucks at the moment. It it's looks looking like, good. It's looking at the good moment, money. it looks like money well spent, but this is after week one. It's just like, so, so probably spent 35%. I would, I would probably spend about like 25%. 25? Yeah, right. of, my, of my league money, so uh, if he's still out there. Uh, Chris Thompson is another running back that you must add. I feel, you know, definitely with Darius Geis already uh, landing on the injured reserve. Adrian Peterson is going to be the starter. If he's available, also must add. But Chris Thompson, especially in PPR modes. Uh, Debo Samuels, I know you love that guy. Yeah. Definitely seems like he's probably emerging. Him Between him and Marquise Goodwin, I would add both. Not for the same team. But I would add, I would put Debo over Goodwin. Over Goodwin? I would put Debo yeah. Samuel over Marquise Goodwin. But Marquise Goodwin is his, like not that far behind him. I, I, I take Debo because of his skill set. You know, he, you could use him in different forms in the wide receiver, you know, as in the passing game. So, you know, it's seven, seven targets. He had five receptions, 87 yards, one touchdown. Uh, he's, he was, as far as in the preseason, he was one of the, you know, one of the wide receivers to look at and uh, that was performing really good. And uh, it seems like he's getting the opportunities. You know, it's a, it is a very deep wide receiving. Very deep. Core, so it's just, you got to look out to that. So don't spend too it's much on like him. not like one stands out way more than the other. So. Yeah, but he's he's a standout and he's he's showing it. You know, like first first game, he did, first week he didn't do that good. But, you know, second week, yes. Dante Pettis is a drop for me also. A drop? He's a drop and a half, yes. Yeah, I could drop Dante Pettis. Uh, and Carlos Hyde's another running back you could look at also if he's still available. Uh, more more in standard leagues, not too crazy about in PPR. He only has two catches so far for the season. I don't see him used in the passing game. That's Duke Johnson's job, but it's also not an offense that throws a lot to the running backs as is. But, uh, you know, it's not a very good offensive line, but at least it's somebody worth looking at. Uh, do you consider picking up Paris Campbell? One reception, one touchdown. No. <laughs> All right. No. All right. Not looking forward to that. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. So that's who's waiver wire worthy for you guys. The hot pickups of the week. Um, that's what we got here for you for today's episode. We'll be back to you again this week. We're going to start breaking out a Thursday night game. All our favorite matches for the rest of it. Don't forget, check out www.overlaydfs.com. Fun game to play. Hit us up anytime at BNB Podcast. Also on the Fancy Life app, Bet Better Fantasy Bureau. Uh, with any of your sit start questions and also of your trade evaluations. Anything you need help from us, party people, hit us up anytime. Success on the less, party people. Thank you for your face. Peace.